Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm James and this is my good friend Kieran and we've decided to start a podcast because everybody's doing one. <laughs> the premise we've got is we want to do a comparison of historical figures and contemporary figures and look at you know if these contemporary people are going to be as well remembered as historical ones. And it sounded great to me when my good friend Jamie brought it up to me the other night. I said, "Right, let's get on with this thing. Let's." Uh, and I put the I put the uh, put the phone down and we started recording. And as a pilot, do you know what? We didn't sound as bad as I thought we were going to sound. So we thought we'd try. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we'd try actually recording a proper episode. This is a little introduction, uh, which will maybe go in the feed if we actually release it. Who knows? Who knows? All right, well, if we do release it, look forward to hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, are we just going to... Uh, so we've picked two people, haven't we? Yeah, that's right, yeah. This is, and as uh, I think uh, Jamie just explained, we picked two people from history, one, one from potentially history. As I like, as I said to, said to myself, an, an, an icon of our time and a significant member of history put together to see who is... Is it to see who's the best, or is it to see who? Yeah, what I we're mean, doing? what I the, the original, and this is who we're actually going to discuss in this episode. Who I originally thought, I was thinking to myself one day, is um, the likes of Elon Musk, and that's who the contemporary figure will be in this episode. Is is he going to be remembered for all the things he's achieved and, and innovations he's created? And it got me thinking, well, who's someone in history that is really remembered for that and we came up with Leonardo da Vinci and that was my comparison is this guy was fantastic in his time came up with all these inventions and ideas obviously a great artist as well and he's remembered hundreds of years later is Elon going to be remembered like that so it sort of take a deep dive into that and see and also maybe see who's better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> see who's going to win in a, in a bar fight. Yeah. You know, who's, a, who's the bigger man? That's what I'm interested in finding out. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think Jamie's going to... He's, he's seen it. He's, he's coming up with a very analytical eye. He, and he's, it's, we'll see what he's sounding like after a few beers. But I want to I want to know who's really the... Who's the beefcake of history? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> who's the bigger man? Well, it's... Uh, yeah, that's, that's just the general premise and the idea. Um, because obviously... I, it, you can't tell when you're in something. And also, it's did these people living with Leonardo, didn't you realise he was going to be remembered? Well, I'll tell you that because I did the research on Leo. <laughs> there you go. And we, we should say we're both picking one person out of, out of the pairing and, and researching them separately. So yeah. I, I, other than my base knowledge of, of Da Vinci, I... I I don't know any specifics. Yeah, this is a vital part, about vital dynamic of the podcast we're about to do. Um, I think we're going to go away and we're going to research the individual person and we're going to bring the facts that we've learned to the table and hopefully educate <laughs> each other a little bit. Well, hopefully we don't dislike the person <laughs> we're trying to support. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, so would you like to begin? or how Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go for it. For those of you who have uh, lived under a rock, Elon Musk is... Uh, a very very wealthy man who was um, <laughs> yes he is who has created a lot of wealth from seemingly nothing I mean he's he's 52 
as at recording of the podcast. You don't do that by accident, do you? No, you don't get that rich by 52. Well, by accident, <laughs> I don't no. think. Well, his main well, and this is quite strange, obviously he's recently bought Twitter. Do you know what's popped into my head? What's that? That famous line from, is it, is it, is it uh, Dodgeball? No. Is it no. Dodgeball? I don't know. I built this gym by my own hands <laughs> yeah. and a great inheritance from my father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some reason yeah, that popped into my head. <laughs> I don't think that's the case of Elon, but it's a valid line. But no, he's um, obviously he's recently bought Twitter and those of you who are, are on Twitter will be aware it's actually changed to X. Now, did you know the prevalence of X and why he's sort of chosen X? Oh, question. Yeah, question. You're asking me a question? I'm asking you a question. Do you know what X is... is well, can I... Why he's gone back to X? Well, can I divulge to you why I believe he's done this? Why is that? It's just a factor of simplicity. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back, X. And X also is... So Twitter, it's synonymous with English because it's English. So yeah. that's why we know it's English. But X, he's trying to create a brand that's going to just take over the world, I think. And X is a symbol that is recognised, whether you're an Eskimo or whether you're a Nigerian... You know, it doesn't matter. And I think he's using simplicity to take yeah. over. Branding. Nearly there. Okay. Pretty much there. I was right. <laughs> and it's come full circle. Mm-hmm. So, X.com, he created in 1999. Okay. And it was an online bank. In 1999, ah. 24 years ago, X.com. Right. And he's bringing that back. And when you think about it, I did not, and I'm, I'm ashamed to admit this, I did not put them together, SpaceX. <laughs> and Neither <laughs> did I, wow. So, yeah, so X.com was the online bank he started in 1999. So X has always been a theme in Elon's life. Always, and this is kind of coming Wait full there. circle. What was his child called? I, his child is something strange. It's, it's uh, not got an X in it, has it? It has, but it's... it's, it's, it's he, ZAO1 or something. I cannot remember. I cannot remember. I probably should have researched that, to be fair. Probably ought to have logged. What was his name? He's doing a bloody... He's doing research and he's not even looked at the children. <laughs> What's going on here? I've looked at stuff to do with him, just not so his So you children. want to be careful typing X into Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to see his past search history. Hang on, come on. He's got one called Saxon. Alexander. He loves the X's. Well, there's an excellent But he didn't... He had a weird one named... He did, didn't he? Zeon something, wasn't it? Were we thinking of something else? No, no, it was just... It was just kind of got it with that... Um... Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a formula or something, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> X, X, then the A and the E that mm. were together. That was his... I'm sure that was the name. Anyway, Google says it doesn't exist. Wikipedia so. can't be asked for that one. <laughs> Too complicated. That's it, it's gone. Back to X. So, X.com was the online bank he started. Now, I... Always thought, until I actually did this research, always heard and thought he started PayPal. Not specifically true. Interesting. I bet you all thought that as well, didn't you? That's why you're on the podcast. Because <laughs> you're going to learn things. You're going to learn interesting things like this. Details. I only learned it a day ago, so don't feel ashamed, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, X.com uh, actually went in with another company called Confinity and created PayPal. So it was March mm. 2000. So he was only oh. sort of a year. So was he not like was he not a part of the coding and the was he not like the you know really in there with with the creation of it? Well, th- this is where I don't know how much his role plays in because he does seem to be. I mean, he became a creative 
consultant. Mm. So this is going to be a part of the debate, I think, with Da Vinci. The fact yeah. that this, this, I keep putting it down to true creativity compared to, I don't want to get too deep too fuck too quickly, yeah. but compared to a, a mind of ingenuity. Yeah. Of ad- adaptation, of drive. And I think there's, I'm sure you've already thought, but I think there's massive differences between Da Vinci and Elon. And I will go into yeah. them shortly, but please finish your synopsis I of mean, Elon. Just just on that point, I mean, we're getting sidetracked already, but yeah. on that point, I, I think, do we come down to Elon has ideas and he knows the right people to absolutely. motivate well, that's well I shouldn't say absolutely. <laughs> Fucking hell, we've got, yeah, a long, we've got a long podcast to go. And I'm saying absolutes already. So, in terms of, I can't say this word, for philanthropy, charity. Philanthropy? <laughs> yeah. I can't say it either. So, did you know he actually gave all Twitter employees stock in X? So, what are you trying oh. to do? So, I'm staying on the X theme at the moment. Yep. Because I, I, I like the full circle moment. Contemporary. So we 20, the X. 20 years later, he's come back. 24 years later, he's come back to X. Mm-hmm. He's given them all stock in X to Twitter employees. Okay. And he's trying to make X the one stop app. Yes. Yes. So he's. It's the all app, isn't it? It's the, yeah, this is what he's trying to get. like that. Before. So he's got a social media platform being Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's he going to go after next? Does he want to meet? Or... And will it be. Um, so X is going to be an app for everything, essentially, where you do your shopping. Where you do, yeah. is this the end game? Is this his dream? Well, this is it. This pay is with what it. The, yeah, you do your shopping, the... you do your research, you talk. Yeah. The ultimate app. And you kind of think... One app to rule them all. But you also kind of think, why? Like... Well, I think potentially that it's destined to go that way. Potentially if we like look at inventions, for example, the phone. Yeah. You know, it just becomes... Everything becomes compact into one, doesn't it? And do we not probably think that that is the end game of apps? One day, we will have this one app. One app to rule them all. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, not to get too bogged down in it, but the competition and markets authorities wouldn't allow that. <laughs> so you think it's going to be a monopolisation? Yeah, they just wouldn't Surely, allow it. Surely, actually, yeah, very good point. Very they good just, point. They just wouldn't... They're not going to say, oh, yeah... Government what, wouldn't allow it. Yeah, they're not going to say one guy can do... But what about when this app owns the government? <laughs> well, he's actually also started X.ai, which is artificial intelligence. <laughs> this man is going to take over. But I think if it does, I think he's one of the uh, the better of the evils, do you know what I mean, when it comes to billionaires and stuff like that, which is a whole other kettle of fish. Absolutely. But did you? I'll tell you an interesting thing about Elon Musk. Yeah, go for so it. So all the concepts of Elon... Going, going as he went forward and through his career, always very positive. Yeah. Literally, at about the moment he became the richest man on the planet, the connotation became negative. And I'm not sure how you measure that, but it's do something through Google. Um, but if you look through Google and searches, everything becomes it's and it's like that that, that number one yeah, richest yeah. man in the world spot. Yeah. Like a Mister, it holds a Mister Burns figure, holds a and and everything was very positive about Elon. Yeah, yeah. And then soon as he got that one spot, and I'm sure can you can you remember two about two three years ago. When he did become, everything becomes a bit of a negative around him. Yeah, yeah I'm, but I, I think that's true of, of any uh, iconic figure. Well, yeah, do, you look, uh, do you mean, and I think specifically the richest man in the world? Yeah, I mean, but sports people, it's the same. Yeah. You know, you, you look at, I mean, he's a bit of a far away from Elon Musk, but the likes of Harry Maguire, and he's great one minute. Absolutely. And then the next minute, he's and he's the same person, just because... People all of a sudden don't like him as much. 
I'm right, just going to say, I mean, I've got high hopes for this podcast, so if anybody is listening, and you are American, or potentially, well, I don't know, Americans, a lot of Americans like football now, if you haven't watched, if you haven't heard of Harry Maguire, go check out some of his YouTube reels of his uh, funny funny moments. You'll, Harry you'll... Maguire! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, do you know what? I think a lot of people, I think nearly everybody on the planet follows the Premiership now, so I think that's... Well, this is the thing, mute. isn't it? Yeah. So, right... Circling all the way back from Maguire <laughs> back to Elon Musk. So he takes X.com, he fuses it with somebody else, creates PayPal, then sells PayPal. And guess how much? Sells PayPal? Yeah. For $500 million. Nearly. Oh, what a guess. $1.5 billion. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> so you're a billionaire. <laughs> okay. Close enough. So he sold that. Not bad, actually. Not awful. That was in 2002. This is what I was thinking. Just for inflation, I was probably correct. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I've got the fucking right way around. That'd be deflation. Okay. <laughs> I just knew it sounded a little bit clever to anyone who wasn't some sort, Some sort of inflation. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's 1.5 billion. Now, I don't know how much of that he personally got, because obviously other people involved. It was in 2002. He managed to take 100 million... He made 100 million on that. Made 100 million. Put it into SpaceX. So he started SpaceX in 2002. Mm -hmm. So you you think we're in 2023 now. 2002 is a much different time. Absolutely. We've obviously, you know, we're old enough to remember 2002. um, It's a much more different time. Comes at a very interesting time. I mean, I don't know. Well, we can talk about whatever we want. Why was I going to put constraints (laughs) on myself? This is a podcast. We talk what we want, we do what we want. SpaceX, how interesting. NASA, um, really starting to, I don't know if it's the American, well, the government anyway, really stepping away from space programs and stuff like that. Yeah. And at this moment in time, and I don't know what it was like in 2002, probably things were winding down, but this time it's the privatisation, and Elon understands the importance of privatisation. And if we look, I mean, I don't know how big fans people are of capitalism, but it does drive things forward, doesn't it? And well, it. well, then he, he, he we've got this, NASA now relying on SpaceX, yeah. and is it what's um, what is Amazon guy Bezos? Bezos, yeah. what's his company? Is it Blue Horizon? Something like that, yeah. But our NASA are relying on these private companies now to carry out the objectives. So then the question would come: So he started SpaceX in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. It was twenty one years ago, mm-hmm. and now they're. NASA are becoming almost reliant on SpaceX. Absolutely. So it's the American it, way, though. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's the chicken and the egg. Mm-hmm. Did Elon see this before it was going to happen? Or has he forced himself into a position? Is he a visionary in terms of he knows that come the future, the American government are not going to put money into NASA? I think he knows two things there. that um, Once upon a time, we could rely on government to do these kind of things. Yeah. When you think about it, though, it's a very, um, it's a very, mm, I don't know, how to, I don't know how to put this the wrong way, but relying on the government to do things is almost a socialist agenda. But um, he understands that for things to go forth, it must be in the market's best interest. And what is the market's best interest? It's what human interest is, and human interest is the stars. Absolutely. And he knew that. He knew if I sell yeah. a private company. There will be buyers. There will be money yeah. because that's where humanity is meant to go. 
So is it, is it, it's almost becoming, is he is actually trying to push innovation forward? Is he just thinking, I want to make as much money as possible? I don't think he's a particularly bad guy. I think he's quite, from sort of videos and stuff I've seen, I think he's quite humorous. And I think he's been he able to, to interwine monetization and, and creating capital yeah. with the idea of what the human wants. Have you, In, see, have you seen the video where he talks about his space rocket? Is this the one where he cries? No, no, no. He's no. you seen the dictator of Sasha Baron Cohen? Yes. And when Sasha Baron Cohen is a dictator, he says he wants the rocket more pointy, I think. <laughs> and the scientist is like, no, it has to be round, it's better. He says, no, no, rockets are pointy. And yeah. there's a video of, of some guy saying to Elon, is it true you made your rocket more pointy because of a dictator? He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, arguably, it's much worse than having it round. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, the guy's so concept kind of, of public image. In he's like... kind of playing with it a bit that, yeah. okay, it's arguably more worse, but I'm putting it on. Mm. But then there's, there was another video. I can't remember. The, the science baffles me. You know, I'm not a scientist. And basically a YouTuber. It was something to do with the, the disassembly. And this YouTuber says, well, why don't you use the same system in your main rocket? And Elon stood there, and he just sort of turns a bit. I know of this video. And he turns back and goes, "Wow, like that's he, that's a good idea." He's doing a bit of rambling, isn't he? And he, yeah, goes, yeah. and he starts to think things through. And this guy, whoever he is, he must be some rocket yeah, scientist. I'm sure he's a YouTuber. Yeah, he's a rocket scientist, something like that. Or, or is he a YouTuber? Mm. And just ask him a simple question, and it just gets things things firing in his head. And he's like, "Well, actually, yeah, you just really, yeah, yes. Why have we done that?" That kind of to me shows humility in terms of. I'm much more wealthy. Than One you. very strange thing about Elon Musk: very, very intelligent, very business aware, yeah. all these kinds of things. But he's kind of online with this sort of internet bro culture. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. But I just want to, I just want to interject here. Yeah. I think we might have spent almost. Hmm, we're on eighteen minutes, so we've spent almost a bit, a bit of time on Elon. Right. Shall we bring Da Vinci? I mean. A, how far was you? Was you? Did you have a lot more to go into in, in your introduction? Uh, I've, I've just got to. Yeah. I don't think we can have like half an hour introductions. That's fine. Do, does that make sense? Yeah. Or you can bring bring it back up again. But I think I should at this point in the podcast. I think we should get Da Vinci yeah. in. Let's go for Da Vinci. Um, and uh, the history of Da Vinci, from my point of view, well, let's go. So, Leonardo Da Vinci. Who I mean. <laughs> who that then well let's be honest um, you've got to do something pretty special if you were born in the uh, 1400s and still be a na- one of the most famous names on the planet oh absolutely yeah so my guy's better than yours are we going to settle for that <laughs> we, we, <laughs> do thanks, I win thanks for listening it's been a fantastic podcast um, right so I'm just going to I've done a little few notes but Elon, uh, Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci he was a bastard. <laughs> in the literal sense of the word? Well, yes, in this literal sense of the word. <laughs> but the word has different literal meanings. He was born of illegitim- illeg- illegitimacy. I can't really? say it. He was illegitimate as a child. His father was from a middle class sort of background in, uh, in Florence. His mother was, she was a pauper. And I think his dad went away. The one with the pauper. Maybe she was the sort of servant girl. And she was he was born. But the dad did not disown the child. He took him in. 
Yeah. And he was with the dad. He was with the dad. He was part of the family. Leonardo. So, so the mother has gone at this point. Um, but yeah, she had to go. She had to go away. She had to go away because you know, <laughs> the dad had like real family and real responsibilities. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like more than a pauper. Yeah. So, but yeah, it took him in. So he was born to illegitimacy, which. I was considering does that have an impact on his life? We could talk about that probably. Me and you could probably talk about it for hours. Yeah, well, this I mean, sort of inner, this uh, feeling of inadequacy. I mean, the whole the whole illegitimacy thing is is that's so it's really changed, so changed. Like you can be born of oh, like today's standards. You can be born of a one night stand now. <laughs> wow, I mean, it's not going to mean anything in life now. No, I mean, I mean who there's, cares? There's tons of people who co-parent. Absolutely. There was a study once done about the, some of the best sports stars in the world, yeah. and they found a lot of them, high proportion of them, didn't have a mother or a father. Oh, well, one of each. They didn't uh, have. They, he, one, they yeah, didn't, yeah, one of them was missing, yeah, yeah. and it sort of drives people on to reach higher, higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Um, imagine you just got to keep going. Then Leonardo. So he was born to illegitimacy, and not much is too much said about his child. He lived in a hamlet outside of Florence. And then he moved to Florence when he was in his in his late teens. Was that his mum's name? <laughs> he lived in a hamlet outside of Florence. <laughs> that was a really poor joke. That was really poor. poor. That was poor. I mean, I'm giving him a nice laugh. I'm giving him. A... <laughs> I'm a good actor. What can I say? Got to support. And then he goes into. I mean, the time is the Renaissance time, isn't it? Mm. So he was born in the right time. Would I mean this is a good question? Would Leonardo well, have fared well to, in today's world? He was an artist. Well, this is one of the questions I wanted to sort of pose as well. Like, obviously, I've got the base knowledge of Leonardo, and it's like this guy's drawing blueprints of things that, that just weren't possible to build in that time. Whoa, whoa, he's getting well ahead of me. But yeah, today's standards, what would he be able to achieve? Well, I'll just briefly talk about that. Gone well ahead of me. Well ahead of my plan, guys. It all planned out. But he, um, yeah, for yeah, Leonardo, right? It, it was considered consi- uh, considered a bit of a oddball, and the t- we considered the times, and he was thinking about flying, yeah, and trying to do diagrams and stuff like this, and submarines. And the thing is, it's, it's at the time in the fourteen hundreds, at the times, yeah. people just thought you, you're a fucking fruitcake, mate. You're, yeah. you're king loony. But we know these things are possible, and he yeah. knew it was possible because he was yeah. a genius. He was this, just... this is the thing, and it's there's it, a fine line between genius and what's the face? There's a fine line between genius mm. and insanity. Yeah, and absolutely. Well, and you've got to consider yourself. Have you ever met someone you think's insane? Maybe they're, oh, they're just fucking a genius, just out of their time. Should say we're recording this from a mental hospital. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and then, so he moved to Florence, and he joined a guild. A guild, what a good guild, it's like, he's an apprentice at a guild. These guys create paintings, and they get into art, and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, yeah, he, he, he did that. And as he was going, <laughs> he did that. And as he, was, he was, as he was going along these lines, there's a, there's a story about, on his first proper commission, because in these, in these days, people would create big alfrescos and stuff like that, and he just was, you know, you'd, you'd get designated a segment because obviously it would take maybe years to create a vast yeah, painting. Yeah. But he was given a segment and it was one of his last things before his mentor was to retire. No, in fact, scratch that. 
Muslim coming out. But, and he was he was doing this painting. And he, and he finished his painting. He did it. He did his segment of this type of thing. And the guy, his trainer, the guy that his um, the guy that been he'd been the apprentice to. Yeah. Never painted again. Really. But when he saw his apprentice, what he had done. He said, "That's it." He said, "That's it." He said, "That's it." And it's this particular picture, and I'll put it up on the um, I'll put it up on the on the on the on the, on the people watching the podcast. It's the it's the lighting on the hair of the girl that he painted, right? And the and the and the the, the, the master said I could never ever. So where's that piece now? Or Good question. It, Don't know. Or, or is that just uh, anecdotal that it was the lighting on the hair of the piece, or is that still in existence somewhere? From my research, <clears throat> it was the it, the way the way Leonardo had painted the lighting on the hair yeah. and created such realism in that lighting yeah, yeah, yeah. and the way the lighting the light reflected off the hair this blonde curls in this girl's hair is is, is the thing that really got to his master and said <laughs> I'm like I, I, can, I can't compete with that and I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not painting again because that's ridiculous I'm out <laughs> <laughs> I'm done Jesus oh I mean I would You'd feel somewhat proud, surely. Well, then again, you know, painting is painting. I don't understand it. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're all artists. So you think oh, the the apprentice, the, uh, the trainer should have been proud of the master? Well, yeah, I think if you're training somebody... I've trained that guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I shoot that guy. It's about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happened next in his life? Um... So at this point in the podcast, are we just going to start bringing up points of what we think is interesting about the person now? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just let's just go. So, can I bring one up? One more thing, just straight in there. Go for it. Twenty-four years old, and we'll discuss this. Leonardo went to court for sodomy. Did you know that about him? I did not know that. Well, there's a question. Elon has not been to uh, court for sodomy, so one nil. Elon wins. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Uh, Okay. So, from our research, though, we couldn't. No one knows if he was a of the uh, homosexual uh, orientation. Orientation mm. was it? Because in them days, it could have been just someone who was um, didn't like him. Yeah. Could have yeah. been trying to try and get any. He went, he went to court for it. He went to court for this uh, this I case. Thought, I thought that was like the done thing. Oh no, was that Greece? Wasn't it? I think that was Greece. Yeah, yeah it was ancient Greece. No, yeah, sodomy okay. was a crime in 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 um in Italy at the time, right. which wasn't Italy was basically not a concept either. It was a it was Italy was a bit bizarre. Um, Italy didn't exist. I don't know if people know this. Who was listening? Italy didn't really exist as a concept until I think it was the late eighteen hundreds. Right, you know okay. that? Did you know that? No, no, I did not. No. You know, France, Britain, Spain, we've all been nation states for many centuries. Yeah, yeah. Italy was made up of. I think there's three main places, but a lot of these, a lot of these cities, Milan, Rome, was they were what we call city states, right? And it wasn't until 18, later like Italy, the countries we know oh, today, okay. kept forming into one. No, I did not know that. I need a wee. Okay. Do we pause? Yeah. Goodbye. Luckily, I didn't delete the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I pressed the red button again. We're back. I think it's. I think we're off again. And we're back. We're back to the comparison. I nearly said compost. <laughs> <laughs> back to the compost. Back to the comparison podcast. That's where we need to. You know, when we start making it big, we'll put an advert in there for uh, hymns. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone listening from hymns? <laughs> That's 
when the fans will start. They'll start <laughs> hating us, you know what I mean? Oh, they, they've changed, man. You've sold out. Anyone <laughs> who wants to give us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got our Patreon at... No, we ain't going. <laughs> We're not that bad yet, guys. <laughs> <coughs> right. So we've done a bit on Da Vinci. Mm. Done a bit on Elon. Yes. Talking about interesting facts. So, yeah, he's gone back to... Spe- so, I always thought as well, and this is... This is kind of nice because I've never actually researched Elon. I've never really researched anybody. But it's all sort of conjecture and you think certain things that... It's become quite apparent to me that the media drives a certain narrative and you think things about people that aren't always true. Mm-hmm. He didn't start Tesla. I thought he started Tesla. So again, he's an early investor in Tesla. Really? So you got... Okay, so he's an early investor in Tesla. He's not the, the founder. He markets also... himself well, doesn't he? Absolutely. But he's part of any genius, I think. Part of anyone who is successful. They know the, the importance of image and they know the importance of self-promotion. You see, that's something we're never going to know about Da Vinci, really. Is, is, well, oh, well, I'm never going to know. You may have researched. I don't know, but I, I do think it's such an important factor. Anyone, yeah. anyone who makes it big, mm. they need to be self-promoting. Because why? If we know the name, they they must have promoted themselves. Absolutely. Because yeah. um, and uh, just I'm going to tell a little anecdote about Winston Churchill. Uh, something about he was in a taxi and he was about to get out. Or he was in a car getting chauffeured somewhere, and uh, the story is that he the the, the chauffeur pulls up and he. His bowling hat, you know, there, you know, his hat. Yeah. You know, his hat, and he gets his cigar out, and he puts them on just in time for opening door, and he looks at the driver and he says, never forget your trademark, old boy. <laughs> and he knew how to sell himself. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's Winston Churchill. Absolutely. I mean, you look at... Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I could have made that up. <laughs> Something like that happened. <laughs> Allegedly. Can I just mention one thing about this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Take it all with a pinch of salt. <laughs> if you go and research these people, these interesting people, but everything you hear tonight, you know, it's a couple of guys having a drink. We've done a bit of research. Just double check everything. <laughs> this is not the BBC. I repeat, this is not the BBC. <laughs> We're a lot more fucking better than that in the 21st century. So, so he's from Winston Churchill back to Elon. Mm. Now, so he's, he's an early investor in Tesla. He's, Again, he's he's taken somebody else's idea and concept and just run with it. So yes. you're going. Is he? I've always thought he's quite a visionary, mm-hmm. but maybe he's visionary is actually in in business and he wants to achieve something. Okay. But he has gone on and called himself a product architect for Tesla. <laughs> See, I keep coming back to the idea of Steve Jobs. Yeah. So when I was my younger days, and my, you watch a little bit on these guys and stuff like that. It just came come back to me that Steve Jobs wasn't a creative. No, no, he wasn't creative. No, but he was. He knew how to push these products because a lot of these creatives are strange people. Artists are generally strange people. Yeah. Um, but they're not business minded. No. It, it's two different mind frames. Well, I think with Steve Jobs, it, he and maybe it's the same true with Elon when you start thinking about the cars and stuff. He knows what people want. He knows. You know, mm-hmm. The iPhone is pretty revolutionary at the time. The, 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 the first one. The smartphone or the iPhone? Yeah. Can we say one thing? 
the greatest product ever made? Well, I mean, to be fair, we can start comparing products if you really want to go down that. Because you go down like, you go down the, 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 the smartphone, everyone's carrying around a computer in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's massive. Yeah. But then you go back to the printing press. Uh, and you're going well which one is more revolutionary wow that's an idea for another <laughs> for another that, episode well done sir that was, was yeah, yeah it put me put me back in my place that because so you you, you look now it is oh, this is a real tangent but at least we've got it recorded for the next time yeah. and it's you look now you, you've you got information in your pocket at a touch of a finger mm-hmm. which okay that's great but pre-smartphones, you could go to the library, you could go to a bookshop. Yes. You know, where do those books come from? They came from a printing press. Absolutely. So the printing press was mass information, almost overnight. And also, the printing press, in that time, you have to read a book. Someone had to put effort into that book. Yeah. And someone had to research something. And they were giving you potentially valuable information. But with the smartphone, let's be honest... It's a lot of shit in it. A lot of it's just communication, talking to your friends for that. And the most content we're now devouring, I think, is just our friends for that. When in the past, to stimulate ourselves, we would actually be researching something interesting, whether it be history, philosophy. Um, but now, a lot of our time is just soaked up by just communicating with friends and loved ones, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. Maybe it's a wonderful thing. Communication will bring the world together, and potentially that is the way to world peace. But what I am saying is, I definitely feel, and we were born at a very strange time. Yeah. We were born at a very strange time where we, 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 we lived in that world. We were born in 1989, uh, I think. Was you born in 1989? No, I'm 1988, but same but, difference. Same difference. And we were born at a very interesting time where we grew up in the time where everything was the old world, pre-social media. And then almost the moment we became adults became the birth of social media. So we, I think that's, I, I always, I think a lot of people say yeah. that. We always think we live in an interesting time. Oh yeah, absolutely, I would say so. Um, but I don't want to demonise the phone too much. Communication, this, this intercommunication is great. It's, but with great power comes great, not responsibility, great <laughs> risk. Comes great risk. Do you no, know what absolutely. I mean? With everything like a gun, it can yeah. save your life, but it can also take, and I feel like the, 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 the modern phone is very much like that. Well, there was a, um, there was a study done not so long back, and it was someone had made the assumption that the phone meant people read less, mm-hmm. and they actually discovered that since I don't know, 1980, yeah, younger people are reading more now, absolutely. Yeah, now that they're reading content, well, yeah, is the content any good? No, <laughs> well, so, can I just bring another thing up? I remember when we were younger, you know, back in the day. It's what the BBC said. Yeah. It's what the it's what the state media said, and we would just go along blindly with it. But now people get led down rabbit holes, and now there's so much content out there. If you're in that kind of disposition, if you have an interested mind, yeah, people can learn the truth about what they really want. I mean, in the past, it was exclusive to the people who went to university and stuff like that. These, the, you know, the real details of the fucking of of, of the world. But in the past, we just would would just believe what the believe what the news said, believe what the BBC said. But now, um, as we can see, it's become a scrutiny so much now because what is truth? Well, what is truth? This is what I always find 
I asked myself, and this is kind of where the idea of the podcast came in, it is the truth and what is the truth and truth is subjective. So people always talk about North Korea, the media is controlled, the media is this, the media is that. And you're going, do the, does the average person in North Korea know that? Mm. And if they know their media is being controlled, then why would they believe it? And what is the point in doing it if everybody knows? Mm. So let's assume they don't know and they believe everything in the media. Yeah. And also say that's not the same for me and you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, what, and you could just take it to another level. Like um, you as a human being, you're a blank canvas. You know nothing. The only thing you do know is what you have interacted with in your life. Yeah. So what if every interaction was completely different? Then your truth would be completely a different definition. One hundred percent. I mean, what the fuck are we? We're just fucking. We're just. We're just brains that soak things up, and then our understanding of the world is what we have soaked up. That's it. So this is it. Are you even an individual? Do you even have three thought? Is that even exist? Is that even a real thing? Yeah, this is. It's all subjective. And it's a massive tangent. <laughs> it's a massive tangent. And I'm going to leave you what I'm going to leave one more antidote on this. Uh, it's kind of make it kind of makes sense. Um, kind of what we're talking about. Cold War. America wants Russians to think more like them. Russians want to think. Yeah. Trying, you know this battle like they got on. Americans spent millions and millions and millions of pounds to try and westernize them. It was all wasted money. It was all done. By the Beatles, by the Russians, <laughs> picking up um, bootleg tapes illegally. That was a little, and it all westernised them a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, which, just uh, which was the war where they dropped extra large condoms in a normal size packet on people? Was that the Cold War? I don't <laughs> think it was, but I have heard that story. <laughs> That's that always makes me chuckle. Like propaganda. Yeah. So tell me more about. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> No, tell, uh, yeah. I mean, um, you've been researching Da Vinci a lot. So we're going to go back to Da Vinci, are we? Yeah, so I've done a bit more on Elon. Where did we get to? I think we got to... Uh, well, well, we got on to him with Tesla and then became a CEO in 2008. Where did we get to with uh, Da Vinci? He was taken to court for sodomy. That was it, and then you said you needed a wee. And then I needed my wee bladder. Okay. Let me have a look. This bit might need fucking pausing. <laughs> <laughs> this bit might need editing out. We haven't got an editor, so if you want the position of an editor, just apply in the link well, below. there was a quote by uh, Da Vinci, and I was just going to ask him what you think about this. To conceive an idea is noble. To ex- execute the work is servile. So... Servile? Servile? To conceive an idea is noble. Noble. Yeah. To execute the work is servile, like in service. Yeah. So this is a big thing with uh, Leonardo da Vinci. And uh, there was talking about, from my research, that in today's terms, he might be sort of labelled with ADHD or bipolar and that. Very much throughout his life, he was he's a very, very vibrant mind. He was always going, thinking forward. Yeah. I mean, he was going to the next thing. He struggled to finish his work. Oh, okay. He's one of these kind of guys. Right. I'm kind of one of these guys. I've been going yeah. through my life. I'm always, what's, the, what's my new thing? What's my new thing? You know, it'd be really funny if we just stop the podcast. <laughs> 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 it's just a off there. I never finish anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did, what, what did some of my mates used to say? Uh, what's his, um, 
Oh, not phase. I don't know. You should say something about me. Like something about phases or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. But sometimes that's the creative mind. I feel like I'm a creative. And, um, and yeah, so Leonardo da Vinci was very guilty of starting things and not finishing them. Yeah. We know him as a painter. This now, like let me just, let me just sorry to interject. Let me just art back onto that point. Mm-hmm. So he was guilty of starting stuff and not finishing it. Mm-hmm. Now this is this point just occurred to me. Is that because he he didn't need to? He didn't have shareholders. He didn't have financial pressures of we've put X amount into this project. And I'm glad you brought that up because we need to get X so, amount of return. So Leonardo. Mm. He didn't really like, he didn't really, he was a painter. Yeah. But it wasn't his true passion. Yeah. Throughout his, most of his life, he was a military engineer. Right. This okay. was where his interest lied, really. Yeah, yeah. And also in nature and stuff like that. Yeah. He, he painted. Yeah. And do you know why he painted? To earn money, I'm To sure. earn some money. Yeah. Okay, That's the only reason he did it. He's not really bothered by it. And that was a lot of Leonardo da Vinci's life. He was painting to pay the bills. And what we all know him is today in the 21st century, the great painter that painted the Mona Lisa, yeah. etc. But what an interesting I mean, guy, like... I mean, I'm, just, I, I've always... I knew he was a painter, but I've always thought, oh, this more. is a guy who was thinking up awesome things before it was possible to make There's him. more going on, isn't there? Yeah. Which I thought, okay. It's, it's, oh. it's, 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 it's interesting to think about what... He'd have been able to achieve if he had the correct funding. So if he point... didn't, if he didn't have to spend his time painting just to pay the bills, mm. yeah. If he had a GoFundMe, <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans. <laughs> Leonardo would be Leonardo, quite great. I can fans. imagine. Stroke my beard, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what would Elon Musk see OnlyFans look like? Oh. I reckon he would find success because I think he's a kind of I think some people are just wired. To find success, he'd find no, that niche. He'd find that niche. Absolutely, I think he's. I think whatever he does, he's gonna always gonna Succeed. make something. Well, this was this was one of the points where I found that quote interesting, and I think this is a true difference between Elon and uh, uh, Leonardo exist, where Leonardo is more. He's more spontaneous. He's more creative. He's more like yeah. So his mind moves while while. Potentially, what makes Elon so successful was the opposite to Da Vinci, where Elon knows how to finish a job. Yeah. He knows how to get something done, and he will do it, and it's his drive. Yeah. So, and, and this is what I was thinking about earlier, that in our, compar- in our comparison podcast, yeah, is this the main difference between the two? That both very great, great minds. Yeah. And this is where I came to it, where... One could finish, one couldn't. One was more of a creative freak, Da Vinci. Yeah. But he couldn't, but he didn't have that drive sometimes, but he said, to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, as we know from his quote, Elon knew how to get a job done. He knows how to get a job done. He knows how to get the people in, and he will get the job done, and he will get it. And he's, he, is, he is obsessed with the success of the, do, the, the job, while Leonardo is obsessed with the experimentation, the new idea. Yeah. But I mean, Elon does that as well. Because have you heard the Hyperloop? So, I have heard. So basically, he came up with this idea of a sort of high-speed transportation system. And he, Is it in Los Angeles? 
No, he he's just it's going to be tubes, pods, and terminals. Mm-hmm. And he basically came up with the idea that if we can get this hyperloop working, it will shoot from what well, yeah one end of the country to the other in America. And he said, "This is all much I thought of it so far. You guys can have it. Do whatever you want. Put it on the internet. Go for it. Try and invent it." This is lovely, by <clears throat> So he's like, he's, he's just kicking off about that. Yeah. And just, I've had this. He's open sourced a lot of things, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, yeah. And, and this is this where. This makes you think that this guy's more than just part profit. He's, he's actually about. Well, he, he did say that when he got challenged on, on Twitter, as it was then, um, saying you, need, you could solve hunger in Africa. Mm hmm. I'm, I'm going to absolutely butcher the figures because I don't know them. I haven't looked at it. But I remember seeing the tweet and basically it was, you know, world hunger in Africa is worth one billion, two billion, whatever it is. Yeah. Something easily affordable for Elon. Surely that's feeding them for a day or something. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> this is the thing. And it's... Someone said you could end world hunger tomorrow. And he said, no problem. I will send the money... All I ask is for open source accounting. Yeah. I want to know where the money's going. You can have it. And he, he challenged the UN, I think it was. Yeah, it would have been the UN. Yeah, it wouldn't have been EU because that's obviously Europe. Yeah, UN. UN said open source accounting, you can have the money. You can, you can feed mm. everyone in Africa. Nothing's ever come of it. No, <laughs> of course there's, not. There's that much fraud and, and, and it yes. just wouldn't ever get to the people, would it? Just want to mention thing. We do. The, like I think, getting a little deep here, that in the West we're very, very much in this sort of dogma or stereotype of Africa. It's very, there's some great parts of Africa, and then, mm. and, then, um, and I think as slowly, and then on listening potentially, like, was Westerners are starting to realise that, and I think there's always been, it has been, a, it's been a trope, a, a trope of the West, like, but there's some really fantastic parts in Africa, like, so it's just certain, and Africa's a massive yeah. place. Well, it, well Elon's from. South Africa. Well, he is, yes, absolutely. He's from South Africa, course, so yeah. he's got skin in the game. Africa, absolutely. But it's, yeah, he, I don't know. He, he could, he could do it. They all could do it. I mean, when does it become enough money is too much money? You know, you, you if you won the Euro, I think the Euro Millions this week has 47 million. Okay. If you won that, you could give half of it away and still be phenomenally wealthy. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's mental. Yeah, and no one's going to do that. No. <laughs> so, it should, so why should it apply to the richest man in the world you know what's just occurred to me looking down this thing right? come on then so he sold he sold to eBay for 1.5 billion now okay. how much he's made off that I don't know I didn't research that bit to be quite honest mm-hmm. but then he's gone ahead and started another company called Zip2 his brother yep he sold that to Compaq for 307 million <laughs> And that was in 1999. <laughs> so you're going, oh, hold on a minute, this guy sold a lot of things for a lot of money. <laughs> so he's really turning this around. And it just occurs to me is, is he at the point now where he's not going to sell SpaceX or Tesla? He's just like, you know okay. what, I don't, who am I going to sell them to? Yeah. No one's as rich as me. I am anyway. the richest man in the world. <laughs> yeah. So these ideas and these concepts I have are more important than money. Yeah. You so, know, I, what is money now? What is money to the rich man? It's so, nothing. So he's gone ahead and created these things and sold them for a healthy, healthy profit. Can I ask you a question? Is, is, he, in, is he in the end game okay. now? Well, okay, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. 
what is Elon thinking? What does Elon want to do now? Yeah. What is he? What is, let's try and envision. What is he trying to do? I don't know. I mean, he's quite unpredictable. Other than beating Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to happen? Well, God no, it's probably not. It's September I mean... two thousand twenty three. As of now. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys, they're, make it happen. They're going to be an awful fight. Well, let's go. <laughs> they're going to announce it tomorrow. Then. It'd be terrible. It'd be terrible. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Remember that thing was years back watching Ricky Gervais in a, in a charity fight. No, I didn't oh, see that. Oh yeah, when was years, years ago? And it's, it's just terrible, wasn't it? What it's supposed to be. <laughs> That's fair enough. Right, let's have a look at some of Leonardo's paintings. And on, at this Tell point, me. I think we should just go straight in for bring up the Last Supper. The Last Supper. Yes. Let's have a look. Last oh. I'm going to put it up on the uh, podcast so people can see it. Last... <laughs> it's bringing up a movie. Mm -hmm. This one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? The, uh, and, I, and I think I've seen this somewhere, but it's always made me laugh and I never realised. Why is everyone sat on one side of the table? <laughs> <laughs> you could have had a much smaller table, guys. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what? Do you know what reminds me of? a table for 12, we all want to sit on one side. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? Any film you ever watch, <laughs> Dinner for Two, yeah. they never sat opposite each other. They sat on a, they sat one's on one corner, and they're like, what, why are you sat like that, guys? It's film logistics. It is film logistics, isn't it? But there's so much going on in this painting that I've probably watched in a documentary before, and I couldn't really remember any of it. So, you've got the halos, right? Mm. And what I'm noticing... Is that a halo over Jesus' head or not? He's got and the got... sun behind his head, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. You see the sunset there. But then who's this kid here without the halo? Is that oh, Judas? Judas. Ah, wait, whoa, look at this guy. I think we've got, a, we've got an artistic genius in our mists. Yeah. Um, I mean, he ain't got his feet on the floor, though. He's flowing. What? I mean, the, you know, the symbolism in this will be absolutely beyond our comprehension, I think. Do you know what? I'm looking up it real close and... Is it a good other thing? I, bet, I, bet, I mean, I bet this painting is vast. Well, yeah, we're looking at our computer screen, which yeah. is it's a lot different, isn't it? The Last Supper. Yeah, look at The Last Supper. Do you even know what it portrays? Was it, I mean, it's Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Showing our ignorance, or showing my ignorance. So we're actually in The Last Supper, is like in the original, in its original well, speak place. Speak up, we're on a podcast, sir. <laughs> so Leonardo's Last Supper is located in an original place it's in the dining room so it's still there I mean that's just mental to me I mean look how so that tells you the scale of it these are these are people here absolutely and that's that's mental that is huge isn't it yeah what's the next have one you ever, have, you, have you been to an artist gallery before yeah I've been to galleries before one of the greatest ones I ever went to and this is where our podcast completely fails because I'm not going to provide the right information. <laughs> it was in Amsterdam, I think, and there's this painting, and it is huge. It is, it is the, it, it's, it's like 30 by 34, and I think it's portraying the Battle of Waterloo, and oh, yeah. I was watching, I was looking at this painting for a long time, I was like, someone painted that, my yeah. God. It's a battle scene, and it is, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's by a British man. Um it's it is. That, it's what, it's what, quite I mean, a famous one. When you look at the scale of that, right? So if you saw that, just as we did first off on the computer screen, 
as a picture, you go, it's a picture, you assume it's A3. <laughs> and yeah. you go, yeah, okay. Yeah. But actually, when you look at the people doing it, the grandeur, the size, the, it adds the, something. The brush strokes mm-hmm. are nothing compared to the overall picture. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm no painter, I'm no artist. I can barely draw. Personally, I don't know why. I mean, art is art, and you think it should just... What is the art? What is the subject matter? That should be interesting enough. But for some reason, I do believe that when we... Grandeur to a painting. Mm. Big. I I do think it adds something, some element to it. Oh, absolutely. It's it's the detail. (laughs) This is a tangent. This is such a tangent. It makes no sense until I finish explaining it. You remember playing football manager? You ever play football manager? Do you know what? I'm one of the few men on this planet I've never really got into football manager. So I haven't played it for years and years and years and years. But what you could do on that, so you have, you have a player, <coughs> take Messi or Ronaldo, whoever, player, say Ronaldo, you have certain stats and you have a full page of stats. Where the fuck are you going? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm talking about... This is the comparison podcast (laughs) where you go from fucking Alfresco Leonardo da Vinci to the fucking football manager. Wow. I've got a point and I'm getting to it. (laughs) Then my point is about detail and it's on that and you have stats for the players. I still can't (laughs) believe this. You have stats for your players. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. Keep going. You have stats for your players and it's out of something so the base one would be out of 10 right so you would get someone that have seven out of ten on a stat okay which is 70 percent. yeah yep the next one would be out of 25 but they wouldn't necessarily be 70 percent of 25 there would be so many points into 25 and they go all the way up to 100 and they wouldn't be 70 out of 100 they would be maybe 50 or 55 the point being is you get into more detail you're dialing down to something okay which when you go into the grandeur of this picture yes and you're stood in front of it if that was condensed down into an a3 sheet of paper okay you'd go oh, okay it's a pretty decent picture yep they're looking at something massive yeah, yeah, on the yeah. wall yeah you can actually see every brush straight you think the detail involved in that if you're up close to it you can see your eyes view you stand back and it's this whole different thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's something about resolution, isn't <laughs> so it? It's... kind of got to my point. Yeah, I kind of understand <laughs> what you're saying. I mean, I sort of drifted off a couple of times. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I'm on my fourth, fourth beer, but like, she talk about something about resolution, right? Yeah, this is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. That's, that's much more articulate. We'll just cut all that bit out. <laughs> you, can just, you can just say, so resolution... <laughs> Do you know what? I once heard. I once heard a really interesting point. Uh, you know, do you know? Do you know Jordan Peterson? No, I'm sorry, I don't know. What? You never no. heard the man Jordan Peterson? No, no. But anyway, long story short, he said he said he said a very simple phrase once. Someone asked him a question in a in a in a Q and A. Yeah. And he said, "Oh yes, that's uh, that's low resolution thinking. Right. Or that's high resolution thinking." Do you know what I mean, I love that concept. Do you know what I mean, I. It does sound a little bit patronising, maybe, if you come, if you was to uh, suggest someone is of a low resolution thinking, yeah. but you can understand that a little bit. Like, well, you're not, you're not looking at details enough, sir. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. And we're all guilty of it. You, you, you. As well as low resolution thinking, covering yeah. the broad strokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pixels, and um, yeah, you've got, you've got to, you've got to dial down and 
when you look at, I mean, again, this is coming back to it. We're bringing it full circle. This is coming back to our guys. So you're coming back, and is that where Elon was good as well? So you're looking at Da Vinci's painted the Last Supper. I mean, oh, got, I like it. I you, like you it. You were going to show us, show me loads of draw uh, paintings, but we've gone back. <laughs> so phenomenal at detail. He's phenomenal at high resolution thinking. He's phenomenal at detail. But in a sense, Elon's well, so phenomenal Elon. at detail because Absolutely. because so if you're building something like SpaceX, yeah, you've got to be able to do the whole resolution picture but then then get into each pixel and define your own and yeah. connect all them pixels. He's Absolutely. the painter. He's yeah. the painter of a thousand people working on SpaceX. So maybe him referring each to one himself of people, as product architect was correct. <laughs> i tell you what, this Elon guy, he might know what he's talking about. You'd think. No, but he's, he's, he's going into the detail and he's got the, the resolution and he's, he's perfect to the details as well. Should we have another look at um, one of e, uh, Leonardo's great paintings? Yeah, you tell me another one to look at. So, there is one. It's very famous, and I've got a little story to tell you about it. And I'm just... T okay, I've got it. Right, so... Elon went... Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Leonardo went to Milan. Milan was a city of... More of a military disposition compared to Florence, because it was more northern in Europe, yeah. and it was closer to yeah France and Germany and stuff like that. It had to be more military minded, and that's why Leonardo went there. I don't know if I've said this earlier in the podcast that he has a more military mind. Yeah, military engineer, right? He was if you wanted to be a military engineer, you asked why he went. So he went there, and um, while he was there, he was trying to sell sort of his ideas to the sort of guy that was in charge of. The military protection of Milan. But at the end of his letter, I believe, to him, he did mention that he was a painter. So he's yeah. like, okay, let's come see Leonardo. And then when he saw when he went to go see him, he's like, I want you to do a painting. And Leonardo, I can just imagine him at this moment, he's like, for fuck's sake, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a fucking engineer, man. I'm doing this painting shit all my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fucking painting, 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 painting. I'm a fucking painter. I'm a fucking military engineer. But Leonardo, your fucking painter's a good sir, boy. Nah, I want to be a fucking. Anyway, so he ended up getting a. He ended up having to get commissioned to paint in for this guy, and put it into Google, Jamie. Yeah, I believe it's putting Leonardo da Vinci, the lady with an ermine. The lady with an ermine. Are you spelling ermine? I'm not. Sure. Oh, here we go. It's coming straight away. Mm -hmm. Now. Oh, okay. This painting was the first that really, it's the one of most, apparently it's one of the most famous paintings on the planet. And it was really something that distinguished him, I guess, in history. Um, have you seen it before? I've seen it before. I've never seen that one, no. I've seen it before. I've taken a little interest in some art documentaries and stuff like that. Yeah. What the hell is she holding? To me, I would just say it's a ferret, but apparently it's not. Apparently it's an urban. Is that, is that, is that actually the name of the painting? Yeah, yeah. Lady with the, the ermine. Ermine. Mm. Did they ermine. go extinct? What the hell is an ermine? But this, so, this was, this was uh, drawn 600 years ago. Yeah. What, what do you think is... to it? Um, I think it's terrible. Or <laughs> the painting? Or the ermine? Oh, it's a, it's a stoat. Uh, okay, so it is some sort of stoat. It's a ferret, isn't it? <laughs> Should we do a whole podcast on that? Yeah. <laughs> What is an ermine? 
So this one's a very. Well, I mean, the light of it's absolutely phenomenal. To be fair, it almost looks like a photograph. You've got all the really light. Does. It's really good light. It's beautiful light, and then is is her hand a little bit too big? Oh my god! Oh my god! I didn't notice the hands. <laughs> it's a bit freaky that hand, isn't it? Oh, I'm glad you said that. I've had to back away. That's that's. And I've got a bit. I've got a bit skeletory hands. Oh, that's. Uh... That hands a bit fucking horrible. Leonardo, your Leonardo. proportions are all off. Leonardo, I tell you what, if a Tesla car, if a Tesla car was built with those proportions, no one would buy one. <laughs> Do you want to tell us some more about <laughs> Tesla cars? <laughs> no, but that is it's... That hand's a bit weird, isn't it? Well, then again, if a hand was that big, but you're looking at someone who was a long time ago. Were things just bigger back then? I mean, a head's not. A head's definitely smaller. <laughs> Oh my god, we've got radio silence. Radio Do silence. not have radio silence ever. This is the number one factor to making this a success. What's the next one? Well, we're jumping a lot through my uh, notes, but shall we do it? Let's go for the next one. The Mona Lisa. What's that? I was going to, uh, I was thinking earlier when we this podcast, if anyone is listening <laughs> as a start if anyone didn't know who Leonardo da Vinci or the Mona Lisa was then that'd be worrying wouldn't it <laughs> but it's bit. I think it's a little bit I reckon you might find that these days in the in the tw- yeah in the t- teenage years I think you might find I mean us growing up it's 34 years now everyone knows who Leonardo da Vinci is or the, but I think you might find the odd person now that wouldn't know who they are. What, the Mona Lisa? Yeah, like, like no. people in teens. No. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's... speak to many, but... <laughs> I think it's quite an iconic image, isn't it? Quite. Yeah, I bet everyone knows the Mona Lisa. What do you reckon? I mean... <laughs> What's her hands looking like? <laughs> it was actually the subject of a song. Her hands aren't that great either, actually. I think Leonardo is struggling with the hands. He's bad at hands. I think we've just was, uncovered you know, something that these are great artists. You heard the Lonely Island? <laughs> what, that band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they did a film a few years back called Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stop Him. And they were a fictitious band in that. And he made a... Um, he made a song called Mona Lisa. And it's basically ripping into... It's a fucking hilarious song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> One of the lines is she looks like uncooked bread. <laughs> <laughs> I find a uh, a corner the new. I landed in Paris, went straight to the Louvre. So excited to see you. What was <laughs> Careful um, now, we don't need them for copyright. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be Mo- too good. And it's the Mona Lisa sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but no, what it's, is it's, that one? The Lonely Island about. Is it fucking your mum? What is it called? You've not, you surely you know that one. Probably, yeah. They're, they're like on about like two guys and it's like Valentine's Day and they're going to give a gift. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's Mother's Day, yeah. Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother, it's, I think it's called Motherfucker. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, mother not... Lover. Mother, mother Lover. lover. Yeah. If you haven't heard Mother Lover, go give it a listen, guys. That made me laugh. So, yeah, the hands here, I would say. Oh, 
Well, me and you, me and you say what well, art critics are not. <laughs> it's just a funny thing. But the thing is, I couldn't do anything. Could we? Could we? Could we be the the, the turning point in the uh, the revision of Da Vinci? That is the hands. Nobody notices this <laughs> the specific movement. But I tell you what, I've Why actually heard. You notice the hands. Does 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 uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic talk about the hands when because he's, he's a sketch? He's, he does he does sketch, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How it's difficult to get the hands. Do all artists struggle with the do, hands? Do all Leonardo struggle with hands? Yeah. <laughs> I think we could be Maybe. onto something. I mean, her hands are quite bobbly. But then again, Matt, you just have bigger hands She's got quite hands. fat hands, hasn't she? Well, oh, yeah, by the way, did you know nobody hands. knew who she was? No, no. There's, there's loads of rumours about her, actually, isn't there? There's loads of rumours about who she is. So, just one last painting to look at. It yeah. is the highest-selling painting of all time. Um... It goes for like a gazillion pounds. I do not know its name. <laughs> Give it a Google. So a gazillion pound painting. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was discovered, I believe. It was like a forgotten Da Vinci. Highest selling painting. There Salvatore we go. That's the one. Money. The, the saviour of the... The saviour of the Salvatore Mundi. Where's the image? Let's have a look at this. Oh, okay. And this was... <sighs> Is that better than the Mona Lisa? I don't know. It's quite beautiful. Yeah. How much did it go for? 450 million, as you saw a little uh, thing there. 450 million dollars in 2017. Painted in the 1500s. I mean, that's a chunk of change. It's a chunk of change. So now we're comparing the two. Yeah. I mean, in today's terms, one of Da Vinci's paintings went for 450 million. Elon's been selling things for billions. So we're seeing Elon's a bigger deal than Da Vinci? Well, no, because that's one of his paintings, wasn't it? Oh. Like, they've not sold the Mona Lisa. What is that going to fetch? Wow. Guys, what do we think? A billion? What would the Mona Lisa go for? I think we're talking... Actually, we are. No, it's more than a billion, isn't it? Who's going to pay a billion for a Mona Lisa? For a painting. I mean, this, no? this one sold... For four hundred and fifty million, because it's a lost one, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone knows the man. Maybe it would go for a billion. <laughs> Maybe Elon would buy it. I think we're touching <laughs> around. <laughs> That's the absolute fucking. But when you're talking about net worth, cock measure, isn't it? I'll buy his painting and I'll have change and I'll have another and I'll have another one hundred and twenty billion yeah. in the bank. I'll show these guys at the comparison compost. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Would it be considered Da Vinci's net worth that his painting sold for four hundred fifty? Probably, because it's become what he's curated and what he sold. Yeah, it? Well, so no, is, but... that, is that someone's net worth? What they create and what they sell? Yeah, I think I think I would be, wouldn't yeah. it? So when I create, you know, my stories and I sell them all for fucking zero point one pound. Yeah, you know that's what my life worth yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you sell ten of them, you've got a pound. I Kira Marsden was worth a pound. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, so I suppose it would be, so you can consider that. But I mean, you get into the details there. But is it going to be anywhere near near Elon? Probably not. So Elon won now. Elon's definitely winning on the money front. Yeah, definitely winning on the money front. Uh, Elon's also winning on the fact that he's still alive and Da Vinci's not. He's dead. <laughs> no, it's too late, Elon. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with my Da Vinci here. What can I throw back? What can I throw back? I mean, he did seem like an erratic sodomist 
guy that couldn't make as much money who doesn't look good for Leonardo. <laughs> well, you know. But the thing is, Elon didn't live I in the what, Renaissance. <laughs> didn't live in the Renaissance. And I tell you what, I think you're a testament of your time. So Absolutely. Leonardo was born in the right time. Imagine if Leonardo was born in the 1800s. I think he'd have just gone down as a fruitcake. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if he was born at the time when Van Gogh was creating paintings and the abstract of paintings was yeah. becoming an interesting thing? And he, you know, and Da Vinci's there, he's a genius, he can create his amazing paintings. He can he, he understands light, it's it's, yeah. it's amazing. No give a shit, mate. No give a shit, mate. Oh what, and all these fucking diagrams you've done, no give a fuck. Like, yeah. go away. Isn't it interesting how Timing is so important in life. Oh, 100%. This Who is, you know in timing? This is kind of arcing back to my point earlier about Elon starting SpaceX when he did, was the timing of that. It's It was crazy to think of private space exploration in 2002. Mm. It's now 2023 and it's reality. Mm. And it's within the next couple of years. You're going to be able to buy a ticket to go to space. Yeah. So it's not foresight. And it's, you're a crazy gun 20 years later. You're not so crazy. Talking so, about, we're into the, like, the like, concepts of these geniuses. And um, I just want to say one thing about Da Vinci that he always said, and I completely agree with this, was um, he was a big believer in this. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, he did never believe in reading books and stuff like that. What he believed is experiment and doing. Yeah. So, and I think we all fall into this sort of trap in our lives. Oh, the more you read, the more knowledge you acquire. You know, that is that is the epitome of genius. Do you know what I mean? And Da Vinci was like, no, 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 that's not genius. What a genius is, and I completely agree with this, is creativity, exploration, which Musk also is a pioneer of. Yeah. And it's so true. You get these academics, and we watch these documentaries, we listen to people that write books about history, and like, oh, he's a smart guy. What are they doing? They're just going over history. They're going over history. Oh, you know, it can be very cultured and sophisticated. But these true geniuses of our time are the experimenters. They are yeah. the novelists. They are the forward thinkers. They are the creatives. These people that go forth, that try to put themselves against society and test society. These are the clever people. And they will get criticism. <coughs> well, they will take the criticism. That's why I think they're both similar in that sense, is that they're both sort of going against the grain a little bit. And not, I mean, I haven't researched Leonardo as much as you have. I haven't researched him at all. Good. But it, from, from, yeah, from my pay. <laughs> from that's the, the premise. That's what we promised each other. <laughs> You're not Stick cheating on me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but it's, it, it's a sense of like... They have that confidence in themselves that what they're doing is right. Absolutely. And then no matter if they get called crazy or no matter if the media is obviously different in Leonardo's time. The but times will criticise, but it's about what you know, believe to be right. Yeah, and if, if you have that self-confidence, then you're fantastic, aren't you? Absolutely. And can I say to anyone listening to this podcast is, if you can find something in your life that you enjoy doing, don't ever, ever think about what are my friends going to think if I do this? What am I? Just go do it because go take a little, go, just go take a little walk with yourself and you go, do I enjoy doing this? Because we all have passions. We all have joys, whether it's photography, whether it's writing, whether it's poetry, 
whether it's filmmaking, whether it's, you know, if you enjoy it, go do it. And doesn't give a f- I don't, don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. Go do it. Go to your best ability. And don't do it because of the destination. Don't do it because of where you think you might get. Do it because it makes you feel good. Yeah. And that will be a life worth spending. So. So. Mr. Kieran. Absolutely, Mr. Jamie. Do you think Da Vinci is renowned today? Yes or no? I don't want to a laundry list because we know you've done the research. Do I think he's renowned today? Yes, I do think he's renowned today because we are talking about him today. <laughs> 700, right. 600 years later, we are talking about this man called Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. He is renowned today. So, and I'm glad you put the number on that. Do you think Mr. Musk will be renowned in five or 600 years' time? Potentially not, because if it is not for Mr. Musk, humanity will not exist in 600 years' time. (laughs) He actually might save himself (laughs) for the podcast. (laughs) So if we we get rid of Musk, not that we're trying to get rid of him, no, but if if humanity says, oh, you know, what you're trying to do on Elon is not right, humans won't survive. Say that again, sorry. So you think... People say to Elon, what you're doing is not right, you're trying to go to space, etc. Humans won't survive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we boiled it down to that. Well, absolutely, actually. The more I think about it, it's a very good question. I'm quite, 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 uh, quite just, just stunned by your question, actually. And it's, it's, <laughs> profanity. No, that's, that's swear words, isn't it? Profanity. Profanity. By profound. your profoundness. Profoundness, yeah. That's weird, though. It sounds the same. Profanity. Yeah. Profound profoundness. profoundness, yeah. Some genius will tell us why they're similar. Yeah, but um, I, th- I think what people say on this sort of is comment down below. Comment, <laughs> leave a comment. Yeah, like and share because without your like and shares, my uh, feelings aren't validated. Well, we're on this. If you're on the channel and you like stories, <laughs> no, no, no. Like that. and share, comment. Like and share, comment. If you like a story, like a podcast. <laughs> What was we getting at? We were getting some really good there. Um, will, will, will humanity exist without Elon Musk? I did hear a concept once that he was sent from the future to protect humanity. No, that was Arnold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what a story. Yeah. Well done, James Cameron. <laughs> and he became, he became the, uh, what? the senator for California. <laughs> as, a, as a someone who likes writing a story, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just a great idea. I'm going to write a story about an AI robot that comes back to... Right. Elon Musk in the future. Um, yeah, I think we need people like Elon Musk because he's going to... Don't give a fuck about what the newspapers are saying, does he? Yeah. Like, and yeah, uh, with that much money, would you care? Yeah, a lot of people do. Mm. Well, think about it. Think about it so many celebrities. Yeah, they care so much about what the media saying them, saying, and politicians as well. They care so much about what the media and people are going to say about them that they don't really say anything. Yeah, what they do, they 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 follow this sort of narrative of blandness and nothingness. Because they're so scared of cancel culture that they're going to get cancelled and they're going to lose their career. And it's very rare in this 21st century that we meet individuals that are really saying something interesting. Um, no, absolutely it is. Uh, and Elon is a, is a fantastic character, I think, for this world because he doesn't give a fuck what the media says. He likes being controversial. He understands that time will pass 
the media will pass, particularly the British media, <laughs> and and what will what will last is what he's done, what his achievements. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying is we're sat here now in 2023 talking about Da Vinci from five six hundred years ago. Will there be two fucking idiots in five six hundred years still doing podcasts because everyone's got a podcast talking about Elon Musk? Is everyone an idiot? <laughs> everyone's an idiot. We're all idiots. No, I've started. I've started saying people are unique. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll take that. But that's what kind of what the crooks are coming down to. And yeah, I think people will still be talking about Elon. And okay. this this is the interesting concept to me is that. We, I mean, I've never obviously met him. I never will meet him. We're living in a world that's got... You look at the 90s. Tell me a figure from the 90s who was as important or as influential or as driven Mm. or as creative as Elon Musk. Important as Elon Musk. So this is the thing we can think as we can think about fame. Yeah, so fame and fame and importance are a very different thing. Elon Musk yeah. is an interesting character where he's sort of combined both. Where I think he actually is important. Yeah, he is important, and but he also enjoys the fame. Oh, absolutely. And these yeah. people are very rare. I mean, you you, you tell I me. I think Da Vinci might have been one of them, though. Yeah, you you tell me any any person from the nineties who would even be considered as a historical figure. That's a great question. Like, you've got Prime Ministers of the UK, you've got Presidents of America. So someone but... I'm thinking about, very, 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 very famous, was Margaret Thatcher, but, yeah, will she be remembered in f- f- 300 years' time? No, no one gives a shit. It's a politician. Absolutely, but this creative genius yeah. of Elon Musk. I mean, you remember... You, you know the founding fathers of America more than you would know Prime Ministers from... The 80s, mm-hmm. because they were so influential, so that's politics. But the likes of Da Vinci and Van Gogh, these these magnets of, of, of history. Can I ask, uh, it's just one thing that came to my head, and I know what you're sort of saying. These, so who are the people who, that stand out most in history? In, in, our, in, mm. our, in our story of humanity, the people that yeah. stand out, it is the creatives, isn't it? Yeah, yeah 100%. But I have one dilemma with that. Henry VIII. What a guy. Why he created divorce? <laughs> well, this is what I was about no to say. So <laughs> very, very, very famous. Very famous, but he wasn't a creative. Well, yeah, he created divorce. He's a revolutionary, wasn't he? Rebelled, did yeah. he? he? Rebelled against the uh, the Pope and stuff like that. But the Johnny, oh, I just, just popped yeah. in my head, like because it just popped in my head, like why was he? Why is he so famous? I mean, that fucking lad. <laughs> what a guy what a guy what a guy good old Henry oh, I loved it well I don't think we've come to an answer or have we I mean I, I so, think so I think Da Vinci is cracking so the big question is is the question do we do we need a question do we need to answer the question in the first episode no I, I do we do we need answers I, do we need answers guys <laughs> put it in the comments do we need answers <laughs> tell comment, us in the comment, future comment like and share validate our feelings um, I still can't come to a conclusion whether I think just from my from talking with you my base knowledge about both my research on Elon who do I think is more important well 
they're both important for different things. Do I think Elon will be remembered in five, six hundred years? Yeah, I, I genuinely do. Do you? I think it will be. I think the world won't exist. <laughs> That's very dystopian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I genuinely can't believe that, guys. And stay tuned for episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but while we're on this next 500-year ride, yeah. subscribe and like. <laughs> no, it's... Um, no, I, I, I genuinely think he will. Um, yeah. I just think he's, he's got a lot more to achieve, so... What was Da Vinci when he died? I'm going to assume sixties. Um, I think he was about sixty in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So Elon's got Elon's going to live for much longer, probably till he's about a hundred because they all seem to. He's yeah. mega rich people. Yeah. And all get a hair back. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Seen the pictures of Elon the greatest and comeback. Bezos. Yeah. They all get the hair back. See, I'm struggling my hair a little bit, but like, yeah, why? <laughs> and, all, and no footballers these days, they've all got, they've all got hair. You just need 100 million. Mm-hmm. Um, 100 billion. Um, no, but I really think it is. Do I think Elon is better than Da Vinci? Mm, no, I don't. No. I, I, think, I think Elon is a fantastic businessman. I think he's, he knows how to get the most out of people. I think he knows how to make a profit. He sold companies for mega money. Yeah. Do I think Da Vinci would have achieved the same in 2023? No. I think Da Vinci would have been more engaged in his work and less driven by financial gain. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I like that. Um, and I think that might be a great place to end it. I mean, I shall I give it a little last? Um, you give me your, you give me your conclusion. My little last thoughts. Um, so thank you for everything you spoke to me today about um, Elon Musk. I've learned a lot. Um, I think they're very different characters. I think they're very similar in ways. They want to push forwards the limitation of the human mind. And uh, to, for anyone that thinks Elon's a bad guy and sort of a negative vibe you can sometimes get, I do not understand it whatsoever. Yeah. Time will reveal that he is a good man. And he doesn't give a shit about these, these, these issues we have in the 21st century about sort of political correctness and stuff like that. It's absolute absurdity. And I think Elon just laughs at it. Yeah. And... Let's say, let's be honest. This man has spent. Was it? Say, he's he's fifty now, is he? Fifty-two. And I think we need to thank him for what he's done for this world. To be honest, right now he's 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 conjuring ideas of space exploration. He's conjuring ideas of all he wants to do is better humanity. And while yeah. he and he makes a quick book from it, and that is that's, that's yeah, but fine. he's using that money to go back in, isn't he? Yeah, he's just putting him back in. Absolutely. Well, if this goes well, and actually we listen back and it's all right, we may be back for a number two. Yeah, <laughs> not, for, not for a number two. That's... <laughs> I tell you what. Not for a number two. We're talking be back about that OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we might be able to make some money because I know there's a lot of freaks out there. <laughs> We're not coming back for a number two. We might come back for episode number two. Um, we've got plenty of ideas of people to look at. It's not just going to be necessarily heavy stuff like Elon or, or Da Vinci. We're looking at 
uh, musicians, um, activists, uh, just bits like that, comparing people from history with contemporaries. And when we say contemporary, they may or may not still be alive. So I would consider contemporary what twentieth century. Yeah, absolutely. Onwards. I think yeah. So some of these people may have may have passed away, but they I would still consider them contemporary. Um, and it's people from way back. Seeing now there, they fare up. It's going to evolve. The podcast things are going to get different. Things are going to change. We're learning. If, in all seriousness, we joked about it earlier, but if you do like what you hear, feel free to let us know. Absolutely. Anything else to add, Kieran? I just want to say, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> and if you skip right to the end to hear the thank you, well, fuck you, you should listen to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I've enjoyed it, so I think we will be doing an episode yeah. two. Even even if no one, no one listens, we're just two mates talking about shit we've learned for the week. <laughs> Cheers, guys, for listening. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.